Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast, coming to you live from Morningstar Lodge number 47. Leave your aprons at the door, my brothers. Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast. I'm your host, Right Worshipful Brother George Marjorie, and with me tonight, Worshipful Brother Joe. Worshipful Brother Ken. And tonight, our episode number 88, Freemasonry and the Cult Stigma. So, before we get into the uh, meat and potatoes of this, we're going to do some likes. Oh, let's see here. Where did I leave off? Uh, Tyler Wattenbarger. Danny Cordero. Cordero. Stuart Scroggins. Andrew Ladd. I know you guys love watching me butcher through this. So love just, it. Absolutely. Uh, oh, and that's the train. I Luke think. Taylor Bloomquist. Yes. Oh, we've done all these. Yep, but that's all right. I'll keep continue on. Uh, Greg Frankel. Nick Pacheo. Christopher Schultz. Scott Norod. Uh, Patrick Pahoic. Cade Portonier. If I butchered your name, par for the course. <laughs> Brothers, right hand arms. To arms. Ready. 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 Aim. 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 Fire. Good fire. Fire all. Together, brothers. Viva. 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 Awesome. Fill them up. One more. It's the day after Christmas. Maybe one more. I got to check out. Are we toasting again? Maybe. We should, just because that's the badass name. Bulldgf. What was that thing that you put on Instagram earlier today, Joe? It was uh, that it's this is the time between Christmas and New Year's, and no one knows what day it is, yeah, what day of the week it is. Yeah. Do we start drinking at 10 a.m.? Who knows? Life is confusion, or something like that. It's exactly exactly how it is. All right. So what we're going to do is um, I'm going to propose a toast, and Joe's going to lead it. I would like to. Uh, I'd like to propose a toast and thank uh, Susan for helping us out with our video that we did earlier. Joe, lead it. Right hand to arms. 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 Ready. Ready. Aim. Aim. Fire. Good fire. Fire all. Together, brothers. Viva! 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 All right. Now I'm going to fill it up just because I'm going to sip on it. All right. I think that's pretty much all we got to cover at the moment. So uh, we're going to get right into it. Freemasonry and the cult stigma. Uh, one of the first things I heard when I was becoming a Freemason was, why would you want to join that? They're a cult. Again, on top of the fact that we're a group full of old people, we're also a cult, devil worshipers, and whatever. So Many other mutually exclusive things. Yeah. Pretty much. So we're going to go into uh, the differences uh, between Freemasonry and a cult. And why Freemasonry is not a cult. Not even close. Uh, I guess I'll lead it off with the first thing. Cults 
typically, and again, I've done, uh, I know all about Jonestown, and, uh, but I do want to say before we get started, there is one comparison that, uh, uh, that we have with a cult, at least a podcast anyway. I mean, you look like you're part of the Branch Davidian and he's part of uh, Heaven's Gate. So, <laughs> Really? It's, it's taking yeah, you three days to come up that's with that what one? Could, no, actually, I thought about it in a little while ago, but okay. I, kept, I kept calling it something else. But he, uh, him, Branch Davidian, look at him. I mean. Why? I, because you got the, the snazzy clothes. He's always dressed snazzy nice. Snazzy clothes? Just saying. You ever see David Koresh? He always had yeah, his he was, um Yeah, there was a really good movie about that, too. Hey, uh, Brother Danny Collins. Evening from London, brothers. Hope Santa brought you some heels, a soul, and tannies. <laughs> Hello. Hello, Danny. He did, in a manner of speaking. <sighs> Yeah, because um, well, Santa came, for those that didn't know. <laughs> You'll have to go see Yeah, got to be on Patreon to see that. Join Patreon. But, uh, yeah, and I got hauled into Podcast HR for yes, that. Yes, you did. So. Yes, you did. Thanks. And <laughs> we're going to be putting that video, once it's all done, on Patreon to start, and then we'll move it from there. But uh, first thing, so back into the cult thing, in all seriousness. Um, difference between that I noticed between Freemasonry and cults is that cults, I mean, you can go to Jonestown, you can go Heaven's Gate, you can go to any type of cult. They have apocalyptic, uh, in other words, oh, oh the world's going to end, you know, oh, and that's what kind of centers them and draws them together. Whereas Freemasonry, we don't talk about anything about the end of the world. It's not part of any ritual of any body that I belong to, and I belong to quite a few. So mm-hmm. there's no type of, what is it called, the apocalyptica or whatever it's called, or... We'll go with that. We'll go with that. Yeah, I don't even know how you would term that. Yeah, but there's no type of, there's no imminent, you know, world's ending. Y'all got to become Freemasons or you're not going to be saved. Right. There's no mothership coming. There's no mothership coming. You're not going on the Hale-Bopp Comet. You know, uh, there's nothing along those lines. So that'd be my comparison, the one that I have. Uh, What do you guys got? Well, I mean, self-improvement is what we're selling here. Uh It's not, you know, there is no... The, the only thing that we have in common that draws us together and draws us back to Lodge over and over again is our, the shared initiatic experience. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, okay, there are parts of that that are secret, and I guess you can ascribe, if you don't know what, it is, what, what it's about, you can ascribe all kinds of crazy stuff uh, into that void, but there is no, you know, there is no Kool-Aid that we're drinking. Right. There is no um, you know, central figure that we all worship that's super charismatic. We come to Freemasonry for our own reasons, for our own self-improvement, not to better the group. Well, I mean, I guess it is to better all of us individually, but not to better somebody, you know, any one person. Right. And uh, any leader or anything. To to your point there as well is we have elections every year. Mm -hmm. A cult doesn't have that. They got one leader who's an authoritarian or a totalitarian Mm -hmm. Guy, Either or, yeah. he's the center figure. Mm-hmm. Again, you can go to, to Jonestown, Jim Jones. I mean, they mm-hmm. all he made everybody up and leave and go there, and then he forced them to stay yep. on this Jonestown. Is it Guyana or whatever it was called? Uh, somewhere down there, some Ghana or whatever. It was somewhere down some in South island. America. And that's that's where I think the Ghana's big difference Africa. It wasn't Ghana. It was, is uh, was it like British Guiana or something? Yes, like there is Guiana. There you go. Um, I don't know how to talk so. But, but, I mean, you brought up a good course. point there, which is he didn't allow them to leave. Mm-hmm. And that's where I was going to go. With with cults, there's a certain level of isolationism. And it's our way. And if your family's not on board with it, then mm-hmm. you need to completely separate from them. Like, I think of you talk about 
Jonestown and um, David Koresh and those. I think of Scientology. Mm. And you talk about the, um, that authoritarian figure. Mm-hmm. You have that guy, David Miscevich. Mm-hmm. Like, I've, I've watched every documentary on it because I find it absolutely fascinating. Right. But one of their core things is if somebody discredits or doesn't believe and isn't on board, you can no longer talk to them. Right. Like, you mm-hmm. cut them off. It doesn't mean it matter if it's your mother, father, mm-hmm. kids. That's it. Done. Right. And there's that isolation piece, that control piece that if family doesn't care about Freemasonry, it's like, okay, well, they don't care. That's, right. that's fine. Go about your business. Yeah. Another thing would be, um, again, cults typically stockpile weapons, usually. Uh, not all, but most of them do. Jonestown, he had a ton of weapons. There's because other, of that end of the world. End of the world thing. Come, yeah. they, they stockpile weapons and everything, and we don't typically do. I mean, we up here are... are Gun owners and all that stuff, but you know, not every Freemason is, mm. and we don't re, we don't have a the 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 mother load of an underground bunker and everything. Despite what you know, people want to throw about the Denver airport, you know, that's all hogwash and right. whatever. But we don't have like a, a centralized location that we all go into an underground bunker and you know we have guns stockpiled and food and all that stuff. We don't. Mm. Well, the reason I think most cults do that or some cults do that is because they're usually in violation of one or more laws of the land, which, as we all know, Freemasonry expressly prohibits, Uh right? You have to, you have to obey the law as a Freemason. Um, So we're not in fear of the government coming and breaking us up. Right. Granted that has happened in history in Uh other countries and other regimes, but, you know, at the present time, at least here in our jurisdiction, we're probably not under threat from, from the government or anybody else right. coming and telling us that we can't do things anymore because we're not, we're not violating any particular law or precept. And you know, Giovanni just commented that there's no free thought in that cults. true. Absolutely. We encourage diversity of thought. We uh-huh. encourage different ideas. Uh-huh. You know, if you think about the, the beginnings of uh, speculative Freemasonry, uh-huh. a bunch of guys sitting around talking philosophy, different points of views, right. different things. So we encourage diversity of thought. Right. We encourage diversity in a lot of different ways. It's the mm-hmm. universality of masonry that we talk about. Mm-hmm. And cults, it's, you've got one acceptable way of thinking. Right. And, and if you, you cannot don't, deviate. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, again, going back to Jonestown, because this is the most mm, famous case of it, um, you know, there was people who wanted to leave Jonestown, and they actually wanted to leave with a congressman who went down there, and mm-hmm. one guy slipped them a note and said, get us the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. And uh, when they all got on the plane to leave, Start shooting at they him. lit up the plane and yeah. killed every, almost everybody on board. I think one yep. guy got away. Uh, the other thing we don't do is we don't force you to, you know, everybody comes to Freemason for different reasons. There's there's not one set thought of of, you know, what Freemasonry is to them. Right. Whereas at like Jonestown, it was, they had white knights, which were, they literally would sit down and drink the Kool-Aid and, oh, well, at some point, you're going to have to give up your life for this thing. Mm -hmm. Freemasonry never has ever asked anybody to give up anything for Freemasonry with the exception of being a better person. Mm -hmm. Right. That's the only thing we ask you to give up is, you know, if you're doing bad stuff, Give it up for the cause. You know, give it up for Freemasonry. And we have mechanisms by which you can leave the fraternity if you want. I mean, you can just not show up anymore, and it's fine. Mm. He's going to come go Right, just stop you paying your dues. Right. You may get a phone I mean, call and say, right. hey, brother, what's going on? Yeah, we miss you. But. Exactly, and make sure that you're okay. Yeah. But, you know, we're not going to be like, oh, you can't leave. Well, even in, in our meetings. You can't leave. Right. It's not- Mid-meeting, you can be like, 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah. See ya. <laughs> Nobody's going to stop you. It'd be super rude. Yeah, it'd be super rude, but no one's well, going to be like, no, you. you need to stay here. Yeah. That's not how it works. I mean, granted, unless you're like the primary officer. Yeah. If you're like the... Or if you're the secretary, like <laughs> right. you can never leave once you're secretary. Uh, well, you can. You rule. can. And when I do, I'm taking all the, the records yeah. and, the, and the flash drives and yep. everything with me. <laughs> no, that's true. But, uh, but, he, but even like during a meeting, the secretary, he's got something where to be, like, I'm out. Somebody got to fill in for me. Yeah, right. and we we have bon you, have you have to be polite about it, and you have to kind of technically right. ask the master for permission to leave. But right. it's more of a respect thing. It's not like right. A, it's an order. In, right, right, you right. can't leave type deal. It's I, a, I'm just making order. it a comparison to a cult. If you're like, yep. yeah, I'm out. Boom. Yeah, I'm not yeah. feeling this tonight. I gotta go. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. Right. Um, one of the other things I have uh, about uh, an interesting thing about cults is that. They they typically have the one leader and and he he's he's the one who dictates what whatever the ritual may be right and it's his interpretation it's his alone. interpretation of it right. there was one uh, and again I do a little bit of research on the stuff we're going to talk about and one of the things I was I was listening to today about a particular cult is that this person uh, would speak to uh, ascended masters. Nobody else can hear them. Nobody else can see them. And this person would speak to them. Uh, we don't do any of that. No, no. <laughs> no, we don't speak to anybody. I mean. Well, when I walk into my mother lodge alone and it's kind of creepy when it's dark and you're the only person right. in there, I do speak to the past masters and ask them to please not scare the crap out of me <laughs> and, and show up. Like, I'm not right. ready for this. <laughs> but but our. Um, no, I know what you mean. I'm just but our ritual that. doesn't disseminate from the master who decides, yeah, no, I'm going to change all this. Like, it doesn't work yeah. like that. Like, right. it's been a ritual from time immemorial. And there's, again, there's no. Uh, the threat of if you don't do this you're going to they'll, they'll just throw you out okay right. you're out yeah and individual lodges like this is kind of in the same vein can't innovate to the point mm. where they say oh well guess what this is now going to be a cult and right. you can't leave like you can't you can't change the fundamental rules of freemasonry right. because you just won't be a recognized lodge anymore mm -hmm. and people are not going to want to follow you anymore um i guess the the best example i have of that is the p2 lodge yeah. Right, right. Yep. They innovated to the point where everything, like it became like a um, like a political organization. Right. Some some people stayed, and they were no longer recognized by the Grand Orient of Italy. But mm -hmm. a lot of people left. Right. We're like, well, this isn't a Masonic lodge anymore. Right. The Grand Orient says it's not a Masonic lodge, so right. it's not. So yeah, that's kind of a <laughs> method of protection that we have against that kind of thing ever happening. And Freemasonry is not supposed to impede on your life whereas with right. cults it's much different mm -hmm. like you your whole life becomes the cult right your family we don't we don't i mean granted we love for families to come to our events and everything but as particularly taking part in our lodge nope well, and there's a specific part of your intern apprentice degree where you're told mm. you need to divide your time in an appropriate Correct. way uh and and part of that is for your usual job or day-to-day -day activities and we're pretty much saying you need to make time for that it's not all of all freemasonry all the time right make sure you're you're dividing your time equally and right. spending time where you need to spend time uh two things uh brother jim jim Trensky. good evening brothers hope hey, your brother christmas jim. was good for you all well i didn't get the pony in the tickle me elmo i wanted but i mean whatever mine was good brother tyler thank you <laughs> hope yours was good it was too. good brother jim thank you 
And Ken's going to lead our last toast. Because, now, would uh, yours be a miniature pony or... Mother... Ponies like are a Shetland, <laughs> Like a Shetland pony? Like one of those little little guys? All right. One of those little ones? All right. Nay. Good little guy. Very nice. Little Very nice. <laughs> you know the ones I'm talking about. Are they called Shetland ponies? I, I no think they're called Shetland I know ponies. nothing about it. Yes, they're... they're uh, Horses. Or our right. fact checkers confirm it's a Shetland pony. When's the next time a Hale-Bop comet comes around? Because... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It'd be a shame if our yeah, our listeners started putting right. pictures of you on a Shetland pony. That would. Be hey, listen, I've already given them enough ammunition. Uh, <laughs> Branch Davidian and uh, Heaven's Gate. Just uh, throw so it now, out I there. think the Shetland pony is going to take precedent. I wish the Schultzes were on. They're not on, so yeah. I'm giving them ammunition here, and the they'll they'll go back and watch. Um, let's see here. So I, I do have a toast. One more that Ken oh. is going to lead us in, but I have a toast. Uh, Warshaw brother Philip Miller's. Um, Kid is out of the hospital and is doing Good. well. He's home, as well as uh, Warshaw brother Earl Ebert is also out of the hospital. Sweet. Further good news. Uh, Warshaw brother Chip is doing extremely well. Yes, we had a <clears throat> excuse me. We had a breakfast with him the other day, and uh, his his health is doing uh, better. Um, it's not again. It's it's cancer, so it We're doesn't right. go away, but it's not getting worse. So, Ken. So things are you're up. Things are looking good this day after Christmas. Mm-hmm. Brethren, right hand to arms. 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 Ready. 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 Aim. 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 Fire, good fire, fire all. Together, brothers. Vivat, vivat, vivat. All right. Next year, Brother George. <laughs> Jim Drensky. Because I said I wanted a pony and uh, <laughs> tickle me Elmo. Uh, Brother Donnie Matichek. So, is Freemasonry where you get 15 versions of your Master Mason degree? No, none of that is promised. Nope. Uh, that's another thing. Um, Freemasonry doesn't talk about salvation, being saved. You're not, uh, you know, a lot of cults are, join us or Jesus isn't coming for you. <laughs> no. Y'all need Jesus. Y'all need Jesus. That would be we exclusionary don't... to certain religious yeah. viewpoints, and we don't do that. Yeah, I mean, even, you know, mainstream religion, uh, Catholic Church talks about uh, they have all types of uh, I mean Re- Book of Revelation all that stuff. Yeah. We don't read anything from that. We don't talk about the end of the world. You need to be saved nope. or anything like that. Freemasonry is not trying to save you. We're just trying to make you a better person. Right. And we do we do talk about <laughs> heaven and we talk about that temple not made with hands eternal uh-huh. in the heavens. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's just our allegory for right heaven. But and but it's not like you have to meet the mothership on the winter solstice at two o'clock <laughs> yeah. at the Newport Tower in order to get there. Right. Like there's right. nothing like that. But you know, also on top of that, you know, we don't uh, during our ritual. There's no talk about uh, you know you need to be a Freemason. This is the only way that God will save you. This is the only way you're making it into heaven. That's what cults do. Right. So there there's many different things that. Uh, uh, Brother Don Matichek, serious note, happy and, th- uh, happy and safe holidays, brothers. You as well. You as well. Happy Cheers. Um, but also, like when you, when you talk about that, it's, we also talk about in our obligation, without getting too specific into uh-huh. it, we talk about not only our duties to Freemasonry, but to society as a whole. Right. So we may have a greater obligation to a brother Freemason, uh-huh. but it also specifically talks about your obligations to your community, your country, mm-hmm. um, society right. as a whole. Mm-hmm. So it's, again, I don't want to get into specifics, but it's clearly in there that right. you mm-hmm. have a duty to everybody, not just Freemasons. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, 
part of that that thing about country is is you know there are cults that uh, they don't believe that they need to adhere to the government mm-hmm. or, or any type of uh, local authority or, or any authority whatsoever because they're their own little sovereign entity yeah. right yeah, yeah. They're their own little sovereign right. entity and you know yeah. God will provide and God will give and whereas yeah. we're told to cheerfully submit cheerfully submit. And, with uh, a cheerful disposition. <laughs> Lively, cheerful disposition. Lively ladies of cheerful disposition. Sweet, sweet Lucinda. <laughs> Sorry, I had to take that from you, Ken. I apologize. I didn't get what I wanted for Christmas either. <laughs> what did you want? <laughs> Lucinda? Oh, God. Oh, I don't know. I just made that up. You need to keep yeah. her ass out of this freaking lodge. I'll tell you that right now. We should, you know what we should do? Speaking Anybody of with the name Lucinda, any female with the name Lucinda. I think we need to find, suspect. we need to find and print that picture of Lucinda. And we need to frame it and put it like right on one of these walls in the podcast. <laughs> no. Just as a reminder. That chick had Right there, so she's staring no. at you the whole time. I'm on it. She had so much Thanks, bad man. juju surrounding her. No, I'm good. I'm not bringing her picture what, anywhere. <laughs> would be even better is if you blew it up to like a full-size one and cut the eyes out so that you could peep through it and follow George around the room. Oh, my God. If that was the case, I would cut the eyes out and I would be standing at the doorway when you two came upstairs to do a podcast. Just... Hi, I'm Lucinda. Somebody, when we do Halloween next year and we actually get our crap together and actually do costumes, somebody should dress as Lucinda. That would be funny. We all did costumes. Well, me and you did costumes. Ken, Ken I mean, just I misunderstood. Did I just dressed up as Branch Pavilion? No, we had like four <laughs> different ideas for what our group costume mm-hmm. was going to be, and I picked number two, and you guys picked number four. That's well, but funny. if we do this like Victorian theme thing next year somebody can actually dress as lucinda so we got christopher oh, yeah. schultz because, oh boy so is oh, he boy. one of the schultzes <laughs> i'm assuming yes it's spelled so you remember the movie gremlins yeah. when you poured water on him and he they just kept multiplying yeah. you don't feed i feel like night. the schultzes are the same way <laughs> no but in all seriousness uh uh christopher schultz if masonry was a cult i would have been murdered years <laughs> ago <laughs> yep he's related <laughs> 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 We are doing that masquerade mm-hmm. ball, right? Yeah, we're doing. We're going to do a masquerade ball next year. I think yes, we, we need Lucinda mm-hmm. Pendleton for yep. our masquerade I, I ball. Absolutely, think we do. Let's see here. Merry Christmas. Say. Looking forward to 2020. Us as well. Uh, let's see here. Uh, we are too smart to drink the punch, uh, brother Matthew Butts. But if it were whiskey, we'd all be screwed. Oh, yeah, if it was uh, lightsabers, <laughs> we're done. Rum we're done. Punch. We're done. Uh, uh, brother Jim Trensky, we are drinking Lead Slingers. It's actually a veteran-owned company. Um, they're also tied in with Black Rifle and as well, but it's good shit. It's really good. It's really <laughs> it's really good. Really smooth. I mean, that's a, a mid-30s dollar bottle of whiskey, and it tastes a lot more expensive. Yes. Yes, it does. Honest to God. Hell of a lot better than that Proper 12 crap I brought that time. Oh, mm. That was awful. Proper so, 12? I thought didn't learn. No, the, the Proper 12 was the awful... Um, the UFC fighter, Conor McGregor stuff that was terrible. Yes, but the, still not as bad as Shield Egg. No, that was awful. Oh. Oh. I kind of like, like that drinking one. nail yeah. polish. It was I terrible. It was a chest. single malt, right? I don't know what uh, else. It was, it was shit like a, malt. Or Highland, Highland Scotch. Was the Glendalo was good, and that stuff yeah. that um, was it. Mike Adams who brought that yeah, uh, bottle that night. That was the, the reserve, I think. The Jack Daniels um, distiller oh, yeah, one, yeah, the somebody else special blend or something like that. Anyway, we digress. That's all right. Just proving my point that if it were whiskey and not Kool-Aid, we'd all be screwed. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. If it was any type of 
And you guys are into the IPAs. I'm not a big IPA guy. But um, depends on the IPA. Beggars can't be bad. choosers either. So, no, sorry about that. I was gonna grab the. Uh, this actually isn't choice. bad. What is this one? It's Founders All Day IPA. So it's a session IPA. It's one that's designed to drink multiple of, because some IPAs carry a higher alcohol content, and this one's kind of. This one's good. I, I like actually like this one. This one's good. Uh, I've been to uh, actually two roads is down the road uh, from where I work. And I've been there multiple times. And they with the blonde IPAs are not bad. But when you start getting into the heavy Guinness, I mean, the, nah. Well, Two Roads <laughs> makes a good uh, session IPA, too. They make the uh, Little Heaven. Yeah. I brought that before. I, I like their Heaven. I don't think you liked that one. I didn't. I wasn't a fan. There were a couple sessions I brought that you were not interested in, but this one. Yeah, the Hefeweizens are good from two rooms. A lot of we got a lot of breweries up here. I know we're yeah. digressing, but that's all right. Whatever. It always we do comes have a lot back of good to breweries booth. up here. It's not our fault. We should broadcast live from uh, Voracious or Batch. Actually, you were talking about you wanted to uh, the other podcast. Hmm? The other podcast. Oh, the um, heavy drinking podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were going to do a collaboration. What happened? I've been that? trying. I keep hitting them up. And I'm like, hey, when are we doing this? When are we doing this? And they kind of. Just like, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll do it, we'll do it, and I haven't. So we're going to have to, like, ambush them. Hmm. I will find out when they're recording. We're just going to show up. Instantly, I thought of the movie Super, Super Troopers. See, I was going more West Side Story, Sharks and Jets. Do you smell that? Okay. Fear. <laughs> <laughs> we can just go over it. We can just go take it over. It'll be like a New World Order thing, and we'll just take it over. Oh, we got to do that video, We too. do. You still need so. to bring your drill. So do we have are, any, the, are the plates still in the back? Everything's still okay. here. Do we have any men on the inside in that podcast? Yes. Okay. Well, there you go. All right. Insurrection. Yeah, there's a <laughs> guy that used to bartend at Voracious. That's one of the hosts of it. So. All right. We digress. How about we take a break real quick, and then uh, we'll hit it back up. Take okay. it. Sounds good. Cool. Uh, your Joe, uh, Worship Brother Joe is taking off, correct? Yes. All right. That so uh, it'll be me and... Uh, me and uh, Brainchild over here are going to be running. You and Powder. God Me and Powder. <laughs> Another one of those episodes. That's all right, though. Nah, we'll be fine. At least I get a better microphone. I don't have to, like, hunch over this thing. Right. Just watch out. You might have to. All right. Yeah, so what we're going to do is we're going to pause this up. We're going to keep the live feed going. We're going to take a quick break. And then uh, we'll be back. So uh, five minutes stops. So uh, stick around. And we're live again. We're back. And again, we're talking about uh, Freemasonry and the cult stigma. And again, uh, you know, this uh, it was kind of talking off air about uh, how this all came about. And we had David Reagan on today. Well, it was supposed to be on today, but he had to cancel. Again, it's the day after Christmas. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, we're going to be doing this on Sunday, and uh, we'll be talking to him on Sunday about uh, you know his Freemasonry and all that stuff. He's a NASCAR driver. But uh, while I was driving today, I started listening to uh, you know again. I guess doomsday preppers, whatever you want to call it, or mm-hmm. militias, and I don't know how the hell it happened, but YouTube, you were saying about the YouTube algorithms. Yeah, just it's like, <laughs> oh, you like that? Here, watch this now. Yeah. And you just kind of like let it go because you can't, you know, twiddle around with it while you're driving. And- well, let me start how it, let me tell you exactly how this started. It started with what's happening in Virginia with their gun control mm-hmm. and how militias are, have seen an explosion mm-hmm. of people joining them. That's an absolute fact. Like, I, I don't even know what the percentage is, but it's insane. It's like 200%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here in the States, there's a lot of political right. stuff going on down in uh, Virginia in particular. Right. Um, and 
so it went from that from Virginia, and then it started into I started watching documentary and militias, and then militias turned into preppers, and then mm-hmm. preppers turned into cults, and mm-hmm. here we are talking about yeah. Freemasonry and cults yep. because again I thought I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm like, and it all kind of just happened like that where mm-hmm. it was I'm listening to this thinking that David Reagan or brother David Reagan is coming on, mm-hmm. and then uh, I get the I get the word that he canceled that he had a, he had a to, to postpone, not canceled, postpone mm-hmm. until Sunday. And then uh, when that happened, I'm like, oh, well, pff, I got the perfect topic. Yeah, Freemasonry exactly. and the cult stigma. Yep. And uh, so we got uh, Brother Mike says, uh, most cults are run by megalomaniacs. Absolutely. Yeah, it's about power and it's about control. Mm-hmm. And that is, Freemasonry right. is about neither. Mm-hmm. In fact, when you take over a Masonic Lodge as master, one of the charges that's given to you is that and I'm not going to say it word for word, but let's see. How can I reshuffle these words? Basically, that you're not to allow the power to go to your head. Mm-hmm. And you're not to govern for the sake of governing right. and rule for the sake of ruling, but to do it for the betterment of the craft and the betterment of right. the entire organization. And one of the things it talks not about is... Not for your own ends. I'm sorry, say that again? Not for your own ends. Not for your own ends. And it also talks about uh, keeping peace and harmony in your lodge. Yep. And that's actually taught to you... Mm-hmm. In the past master degree that we do here in Connecticut. Yep. Again, I don't know if every lodge has past master. Uh, every lodge, every um, every jurisdiction jurisdiction yeah. has a past master degree. But here in Connecticut, we do. Before you can be installed as a master, you have to take the past master degree, and that's one of the things that they talk about. Yep. Um. You know, other interesting thing, like I I find it very funny that I I don't understand. This is perfect brainwashing mm-hmm. and that's pretty much where the whole freemasonry is a cult thing comes from is people think that we're brainwashed right. as freemasons conspiracy theorists talk about it on youtube all the time freemasons yeah. are brainwashed are brainwashed everything yeah there's no brainwashing that goes well, on. well it's convenient for them to say that because right. they don't have to look at primary sources anymore and say oh well this guy's a freemason he right. says that freemasons don't brainwash well he's mm-hmm. brainwashed Right, it's right. an easy sort right. of like little psychological mechanism for them to basically dismiss everything that we're saying. Right. And you could be brainwashed in the opposite way. I mean, yeah. look at all the people who follow conspiracies. You're in a sense brainwashed because mm-hmm. you believe this stuff mm-hmm. that you know Freemasons are taking over the world and Freemasons are are controlling all the world governments and everything. Yeah. I got again into an argument with a guy on uh, uh, Twitter. I think it was where. He's sitting there saying that, you know, we're anti-Semitic and all stuff. And then, you know, we're, and then in the same breath, he says, oh, well, you know, it's just, uh, it's, it's just the rituals based on the Jews. And I'm sitting there saying to myself like, oh, who's the anti-Semitic now? <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it just doesn't make, I mean, there, there are some people that just <clears throat> can't be rational about right. the whole thing. I mean, obviously those two things are mutually exclusive. Mm-hmm. If you're anti-Semitic, you're not going to like work a bunch of. Old Testament or Judaic tradition stuff into your rituals Mm -hmm. because the two are incompatible. Right. And and he's saying it in the same breath. So it's like you can't argue with the irrational, you know. And he just so happened to be writing this stuff on Twitter on a feed that we were tagged in or or somebody who follows us, Mm -hmm. right, while I'm at a Christmas observance for the Knights Templar, which was solely based in Christianity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which like, is one order, and that's the only the only Masonic right. group that right. 
you know, <laughs> is, is Christian in nature and kind of requires you to be from a Christian right. religious background. In general, Freemasonry doesn't tell you what you have to believe in. Mm-mm. We don't tell you what you have to believe in, and we don't exclude any particular religious view. Right. You just have to believe in a higher power. We Contrary to cults, yeah. which are, that's oh, the yeah. whole thing. Yep. It's like, this is what you need to believe in. Yep. This is what you need to, to follow. And if you don't, you're, you're, can, you, I don't even know what, you, what they use, the term that they use. Like you're a. Well, you're a heretic non-believer, right? And yeah, you're, yeah, right. you're, you're the enemy basically. Right. Uh, one of the, one of the disturbing things that I heard about uh, with, um, uh, the Branch Davidian, and I'm not taking a shot at you, but David Koresh. <laughs> I just want to let everyone know I'm not a member of any cult. I'm Freemason, not a member of any religious or non-religious cult. Uh, it was a joke. Yeah, it was a joke. It was, a, it was a straight joke. I, yeah, I definitely have to add that in. Um, but uh, one of the things that was very disturbing about the Branch Davidians, which were in Waco, Texas, mm-hmm. we all know their fate and everything, yep. was that, you know... Um, he had said, and again, it was a documentary that I heard where he actually handed a, he, well, first off, David Koresh believed he was the reincarnate of Jesus Christ. Right. That was the whole basis. That was the whole her. basis yep. of it. And one of the things he did was he handed a husband a gun and said, shoot your wife. Really? I hadn't heard about yeah, that. Yeah. He wow. had said, shoot your wife. And when he couldn't, when the man couldn't do it, he said, well, you just don't have enough faith in me. Wow. Freemasonry doesn't yeah, do, we don't do anything like <laughs> along those lines. Yeah. We don't, we would never tell you, shoot your brother. And, oh, well, you're just not, you're just not strong enough to be, yeah. you know, a leading member of our order. Yeah, right? no. None of that happens. Nope. Number two, if Freemasonry ever came to a point where the federal government red flagged us and said, we want to see your lodge. We would open the yeah. door yeah. to them and say, "Poke around." <laughs> yep. Yeah, I mean, we're from a from a legal standpoint, most right. lodges are five hundred one c three nonprofit organizations. Mm-hmm. I mean, the government has certain abilities at that point. The IRS has certain, right. um, you know, they see our finances. Yeah, they they we we have to right. So mm-hmm. all that information is is available to them. Right. right? Whereas not, a cult. Yeah, your finances are highly private. I would right. imagine if mm-hmm. you're if you're any kind of cult. Most cults and, are off the grid completely. Like yeah. they don't want nobody knowing anything. Yep. Like it's completely yep. secretive. Stay the hell out of our compound. Yep. If you show up to a Masonic lodge, we might ask you what the hell you're doing here. Yeah. But we're not going to have SUVs showing up and like blocking you at the gate. Right. Like, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> nor do we have gates. I mean, for the right. most part, we're right. out in the middle and of if, town. Yeah. And if you were a member, you know. a, a a government representative and you showed some credentials, they're going to let you into the lodge. Like right. we, mm-hmm. We're on file with um, the state at the very least mm-hmm. um, because of the fact that, um, well, for tax purposes and also the fact that, um, I forget where I was going with that. No, what actually, do we have to file paperwork to the state for? I can't remember. To keep our... Oh, uh, temple corporations. Yes. Right? So if you're in a lodge and you own your own building, or if you're a part of a building that has multiple Masonic bodies in it and you have your own temple corporation mm-hmm. that has a board that's made up of members from each of those Masonic organizations, mm-hmm. you have to be on file with the state of Connecticut. Right. So, I mean, we, we have to abide by all of those laws and Correct. all those rules, and we do. Right. 
Um, I wouldn't think cults do that, no. <laughs> especially if they see themselves as their own sovereign entity. I and, mean, they're not going to file anything with right. the government. And most cults, they go to a secluded area. Mm-hmm. Freemasonry doesn't go to secluded areas. We're literally yeah, we're right in, here in downtown. We're right here in downtown. We're in, I mean, in, granted, Seymour's not that big, but yep. you know, our sign is right outside the door. Yep. Whereas we have websites, we have podcasts. Yeah, like, our membership is public. If you want to know right. who the officers of a Masonic Lodge are, you can go on the Lodge website, and it's all right there. Right. Um, I, I, I don't know how to put a finer point on it. <laughs> uh, I may butcher your last name, but uh, Josh, Josh Stitz. Good evening, gentlemen. Uh, good evening. And if I butcher your last name, it's par for my course. Evening, sir. <laughs> um. I would go with Stite. Stite? Stite. Okay. Hmm. I could be wrong. I think we we'll get the shot collar out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, Which of us is correct? Yeah, uh, Brother Mike actually said, uh, cults tend to use the First Amendment to keep the government out of their compounds. True. Yeah. Uh, we, as Freemasons, don't ever need to cite any constitutional yeah. bill of right yep. for us. Like, with the exception of, uh, I guess, what would you say, freedom of organization or whatever the hell that... Freedom of assembly, I guess, but we're not Yeah, freedom of assembly. I I think that's more for, like, if you're out on the street protesting and stuff. We're just in a building that we own, having meetings no different than the Elks or the Rotary or any club. And we've talked about guns before and that you're... You know, we we all own guns, but again, there's many Freemasons that don't. Yeah. Uh, much like there's, and you could even say, you know, I'm sure the argument would be, oh, some Freemasons are all gun owners and, and Republicans. Wrong. Yeah, that's 100% <laughs> factually inaccurate, I can that, tell you from my own experience. Yeah, no, there's, but, and that's part of the reason why Freemasonry doesn't talk about religion, mm-hmm. which, again, is against the cult stigma. Mm-hmm. We don't talk about religion. Or politics. Or we're politics. Yep. So... Um, all that is completely wrong. It's Mm. wrong. I have really good friends and brothers who are political in in the United States political climate centrists. Right. Extremely left wing and extremely Mm. right wing. Right. And I'm friends with all of them. Right. And amazingly enough, we all get along. Brother Clav is a... Doesn't seem to ever happen on Facebook, but in this organization, (laughs) it works. Because it's a respect thing. Right. Uh, Brother Clav, he's... Not of the same political affiliation as me, mm-hmm. and it's not like, oh, here he comes. That right. doesn't happen. Yeah. It's, hey, brother Clive, what's up? You know, yep. what's going on? Um, one of the other things I wanted to point out that uh, actually happened with Jim Jones, and this is screwed up, but one of the things I had heard he'd done was he pretended to perform miracles. And one of the things okay. that he would do was he would, would you know, I guess, knock somebody out i guess you know put them under mm-hmm. and then they would wake up and they would have a, a cast on their arm and they would and they you know people would be like oh what happened i don't know what happened i just blacked out oh well you fell and broke your arm mm-hmm. and then they would then come to church the off they'd cut the would, cast off and jim jones he saved yeah. them oh my god yeah. we don't do wow. any of that false yeah, that is some straight up that, snake oil nonsense <laughs> That's messed up, man. Yeah, no, that, that, uh, and it, it was a black lady that he apparently did this to where she had passed out, but I believe she was drugged, probably. Drugged yeah. somehow. I don't know exactly how, but she woke up, she had a cast on her arm, and she thought that she broke her arm. She fell, and the church members 
helped her. Yeah. So everybody else said, so oh, everybody yeah, else you, said, oh, yeah, you, you broke your you arm. You broke yeah. your arm. You Group broke your arm. Yeah. Man. And then when they picked her up off the deck, you know, Jim Jones like, let me see your arm. And he held her yeah. arm and, oh, praise Jesus. And yeah. I'm, not, I'm not knocking religion. Right. Yeah. I want to be clear about that. I'm not knocking religion. If you're a super yeah. religious person and you believe that Jesus saves and everything, that's great. I'm not knocking religion. And he could have said anything. He could have said the great robot of the ether just, right. like, fixed your arm. I'm, I'm talking matter. about it's just that yeah. the, the psychological yeah. mind game that was mm-hmm. played mm-hmm. is wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm not saying that Jesus doesn't perform miracles or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that this particular guy in this particular cult did some screwed up shit just to gain more followers. Yeah. Because now everybody in the church is watching him. I'm sorry. Just to maintain maintain that control. Right. Right. And, and, you know, all those church followers are watching this girl with an arm who don't know none. They they don't know any the better Mm -hmm. that this was all a stage choreographed thing. Mm -hmm. And... Now, you know, they cut the cast off, and magically her arm is saved. Oh, my arm is healed. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a form of control yeah. because you're making people believe in something that is, is it's a falsehood. It's fake. Yep. We it's, as Freemasons don't do any of that yeah, stuff. We don't do any sleight of hand to Mm-mm. try to, like, gain, you know, gain people's trust or anything right. like that. Mm-mm. You have to gain trust the old-fashioned way in Freemasonry. And not for nothing, I'm that Freemason, and I'll tell you you're a shit. <laughs> you need to square your ass away. Yeah. <laughs> like, <so. laughs> well, I mean, he would whisper that as good counsel. Whisper it, yes, of course. But, uh, you know. You're a shit bag. <laughs> <laughs> but you get my point, though. Yes. Like, Freemasonry is yeah. going to be more of a straight shooter. We're going to tell you how it is. Yeah, we don't play, like, psychological manipulation games to try to Co- correct. get points across. That's not what we do. Because of... of you know, our brotherhood, I, I feel like, you know, we are, we are close brothers. Mm-hmm. If you're doing something that, or, or being a certain way that I feel is not, you know, I guess for the good of the order or for the good of yourself. Yeah. More for the good of your, good of yourself. Right. I'm going to grab you by the ear yep. and pull you to the side. Be like, Hey, screwing up here. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, you're not doing the right thing here. Yeah. And you know, what's good and what's, you know, you know, what's right and wrong. Yep. So, um, you know, as opposed to cults, they're going to... Well, they have their own idea of what's right and wrong, right? right? And sometimes it's a little warped. Our idea of right and wrong, our moral compass is based on standard golden rule stuff that is the same across right. all religious tra- traditions, right. right? Do unto others. That's pretty standard stuff. I think that's more or less a universal moral construct, right? right? So... <coughs> Whereas a cult... A cult would be different because yeah. it's based off of what the leader yep. has sets, in mind. He sets your moral compass. He sets the moral compass. Even if it's right. different than what you grew up with. Uh-huh. Even if it's against the have, code of humanity. Yeah, or against the law. Or, or law. Land, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You actually put something on Facebook that I really, really enjoyed. It was a what quote was that? that you put up. On the uh, the, the podcast page? I don't know I think it was on the co- podcast page. I think it was just something that you had put up. Oh, God. Was it the blood is thicker than water Yes. Thing? Okay. Could you please yeah. repeat that? Oh, if I can remember. If you remember it. Yeah. I want to get it word for word here because I remember the, uh, right. the thought process behind it, but I want to make sure I quote it properly. Was it on the Freemasons page? Yeah, and Greg Schultz had a funny comment on it. Oh, you did put it on the Freemasons podcast page. It's on uh, Freemasons podcast community. Okay. So basically, it's not. This is not my. These are not my words, but um, it's vetted. 
And it's basically, it basically says that uh, blood is thicker than water is a bastardization of the full quote. The blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb. So basically, the interpretation there is those who stand by you, who shed blood in battle beside you, they are your family. Bonds of loyalty and choice are stronger than mere genetics. I freaking So basically, love that. it kind of when you just say blood is thicker than water, it's easy to reverse that and say that, well, you're, yeah, your right. your blood relatives like that. That's your family, right. and it's like, well, that's not right. That's not the only truth. I mean, there, mm-hmm. my brothers in this fraternity, I feel are as close as my family. Absolutely right. So if I go and visit. Um, you know, a, a relative of a brother who's sick, that's like going and visiting my aunt. Right. And that's how I feel about it. And but, I just thought that was, even though this has nothing to do with Freemasonry, I just found uh-huh. it on some random page when my friends posted it. But I like the fact, because it does apply to Freemasonry, mm-hmm. is that people who have a shared experience will be closer to each other yep. without any form. You don't need the cult stigma. Right. You don't need to have an overhead that says you have to be um brothers you know there's nothing keeping us here we yeah. come here because we want to yep. whereas a cult has an absolute difference of that yeah. where you need to be here because this is the only way yep and i think that's analogous to like real family to blood relations where right. uh, you know you, you you don't pick who which family you're born into and there's going to be some right. people that you're blood relatives with that you just don't get along with and you don't want to hang around with that person and that's okay or shit bags and we'll get you in trouble yeah and that's the same way in freemasonry right like we all have we all have the same kind of common initiatic experience we all mm-hmm. have we're on the same moral plane right. right but there are some people that you're just going to that are going to rub you the wrong way and you're right. going to call them brother and there's a mutual respect there but you don't have to hang out with them all the right. time you know, but I also still think, your family. And I and again, I also think, you know, much different than 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 being forced on somebody else. Mm-hmm. When you how do how do I wear this? When you want to be together, it's much more binding than when you have to be together. Right. Whereas Freemasons, we want to be together. Mm-hmm. We enjoy each other's company. Whereas a uh, and I'm, I'm not knocking family, or or I'm more using this toward the cult. Yeah. In a cult, you you're have you're to stuck be with together. those people. You're stuck with them. Yeah. Yep. It's so, and you get more out of it when you want to actually spend time with each other, rather than oh well, this is my this, this is my cult member. I I, I have to to be yeah. with them. Yep. And, and again, if you don't think cults end up that way, I'm sure they start with. Uh, very noble means. Everybody's of, very idealistic. Yeah, about again, whatever the cause is, yeah. And then the eventually, people's temple. Divert. That's yeah. that's Jonestown. That's that's yep. Jim Jones. The people's yep. temple started off with very community sense, mm-hmm. but you got one guy who took that and perverted it to his own means. Yep. That it got bad, mm-hmm. you know, and people didn't realize this until the very end, mm-hmm. and you know. What ended up happening was Jim Jones was accused of multiple sexual mm-hmm. deviances or whatever the case may yeah. be, and he hauled ass out. Yeah. <laughs> he went to another country to yeah. get away from being persecuted, and people followed well, him. Prosecuted. Persecuted? Persecuted is different. Persecuted is like when you're persecuted. Prosecuted is like you violated the law, and you're running away to avoid you know, pr- prosecution. This is why I keep you around because yeah, you're smarter than me. Well, it's just it was one <laughs> syllable off, but still. Uh, and also, I want to say <clears> that <throat> I did write the um, I did write the uh, the HRs 
Yeah, the right. sign. Yeah. yeah. So when you guys so when you guys see the video, you'll 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 get the joke. Yep. Um, um, oh God, I had a great thought on that, and it just flew right out of my brain. <laughs> yeah, it'll come back to me. Yeah, uh, we also don't convert. Uh, Brother Mike Hambrick said uh, we don't. Uh, he, uh, he sets the moral compass and seeks to convert those to his thinking. Yeah, we don't try to convert you. We just want you to adhere. Doesn't yeah. mean you have to convert. And we don't recruit in general. I mean, you have to come to Freemasonry of your own free will and accord. And right. we've talked about this before. Like yeah. you know, right? We're not we're not taking over. Uh, oh, I remember where I was going with that. So the whole Jim Jones thing. Right, yep. so he took what was already a good organization, more or less, and mm-hmm. but it had a, it had the religious overtones, so that the person mm-hmm. in charge obviously had some method or some, um, some power yep. over the mm-hmm. congregation, over the people that mm-hmm. adhered to that particular religion. In Freemasonry, we kind of have that too, in that we're under the jurisdiction of the Grand Lodge of Connecticut, and mm-hmm. the Grand Master or the Master of the local lodge is in charge. Mm-hmm. Now, we're all Masons, so ostensibly we should never, obviously, rule arbitrarily or rule mm-hmm. or become megalomaniacs. But right. if that were to happen, mm-hmm. there's a difference, right? right? Whereas Jim Jones, all of a sudden, you know, nobody can leave the organization. And right. Freemasonry, if you don't believe <laughs> in what the guy in charge is doing, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that you can't just not come back. Right. You can do that. Mm-hmm. You can get mm-hmm. away with it and be, you know, look, yeah. this guy's, I, I, don't, I don't agree with the way he's doing things. Mm-hmm. And people have done that. It's, it's, done hap- it, yeah. it's happened before. Absolutely. There's precedent for that where you just don't come back. Right. And maybe you just don't come back for that year and you keep paying your dues and then you come back the next mm-hmm. year and there's a progressive line. There's another officer and everything is as it was. Right. Or if you lose faith in the system as a whole, which doesn't happen all that often, but sometimes people just say, like, look, right. I don't want to be a part of it anymore. They take a demit and they right. leave or they just stop paying their dues and Right. And I just you wanna be, do that. I wanna I'm gonna piggyback that. I mean, I also want to say that not all Freemasons get along mm-hmm. but we do respect one another. Mm-hmm. And by, you know, let's say you have somebody in your lodge, you know what? We just don't get along. We're still brothers. You know, we'll still respect one another, Mm -hmm. but we just don't get along. And if he becomes, or you don't like the way he does things, Mm -hmm. you know, there are brothers that have, you know, just when he becomes a master or whatever, just bow out for a year. And then when he leaves the chair, they come back. Yep. And there's nothing wrong with that. You don't. No, we're not fine. saying as Freemasons you absolutely have to be of the same collective mind because mm-hmm. any Freemason will tell you that shit don't happen no. in any lodge. No, we know that that's not going to happen. But we it's don't. A we don't have. Thing. Yeah, we we have we have respect, mutual mm-hmm. respect. We do not have enforced discipline no. like you have in the military. And you can speak mm-hmm. to this more than I can. Right. But I've seen a lot of war movies. Yeah. Right? yeah. So. <laughs> But you respect you respect the rank. You don't res- you, right. you salute the rank. You don't salute the man, which is something that was right. in Band of Brothers, where they had that one commander right. boot yep, camp yep, that yep, they yep, hated. Yep, right, like David Schwimmer or whatever. Yes, it was David Schwimmer. And I remember. Like, like, I remember you know, he's always like above them, and it's like you know you don't you don't right. you still have to salute the rank. You don't right. have to like the man right. until the end when like I think what's his name. Uh, the red-haired guy there, whose name I yes, I know who you're talking like about. He outranked him or whatever, and he's yes. like, he just like turns it around on him. He's like he, he's like getting in the jeep and he's leaving. He's like, hey, you don't salute the rank or you don't salute the man, you salute the rank. And then David Schwimmer had to salute him as he was driving away. Yes, yeah. So I yes. mean, that's we don't have that 
in Freemasonry. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not it's not enforced discipline like that. So if you you if you're in open lodge, you have to respect the master. I would say, yeah, I was but just going to say that. you don't want to go to lodge because you right. don't agree, like you mm-hmm. disagree so strongly with his policy that you don't mm-hmm. want to go to lodge, you could just not go to lodge. Which brings us to, I guess... I would it, recommend you, you mend fences there and right. talk to him, but you don't have to. There's nothing... We're not going to like send an armed squad to bring right. you back to lodge. Which so. brings us, I would say, probably to our final point, is that Freemasonry is voluntary. Oh, yeah. It's voluntary. So you can come and go as you please. You Mm -hmm. can attend as many lodge meetings as you want, Mm -hmm. but you could also abstain from as many lodge meetings as you want as long as you pay your dues. Um, So whereas in a cult, you're tied to it. Yeah. No matter what. They don't let you skip meetings. They don't let you skip because there'll be people at your door saying, where the hell are you? Now, Freemasonry might send a wellness check like hey all good you've been at like the last five meetings but now you've skipped four yeah but that's like looking that's looking after one of our members welfare because we believe in taking care of our own right not because we want you to come back to lodge we're never going to be like yo we haven't seen you in lodge in a while right it's more like hey are you doing okay right do you need any help is there anything we can do to help you out can we like run and get groceries for you or like what Mm -hmm. we're just trying to help people out right and the other thing i would say is uh we have dues, but cults generally give their entire life savings and everything that they have to the cult. We don't do that. Yeah, no. I would say that's probably our, our my, yeah. the final point in the whole thing is that yeah. that's you know strict contrast. As a matter of fact, um, whereas many people in a cult will give everything they own, I mean, put themselves in crushing debt Mm -hmm. for the good of the cult, Mm -hmm. Freemasonry doesn't do that. No. You pay your dues, and that's all you're required to do to keep in good standings. And many times, if you get into a financial trouble, a lodge will help you out. Yep. Maybe not in monetary form, but they'll do something. Yeah. And if you're if you're at the point where you can't pay your dues and your house is falling apart, like right. I've seen guys go out and fix roofs and stuff like Absolutely. that. You know, a couple guys happen to be carpenters, they'll go and help out. Right. That kind of stuff will do. It's not yeah, it's not like a uh, a tithe system or something like that where right. you have to give everything that you have because you don't need any worldly possessions to, right. to Freemasonry. We have relatively low yearly dues. Right. I say relatively low compared to other mm. organizations, other right. clubs that you might belong to. Right. And that's it. That's your only financial responsibility to the craft. And if you can't pay that, we don't immediately kick you out either. Right. We're going to no, try to help no. you. There are usually funds in place to help brothers that are in financial um, right. financial distress. So, right. Yep. I think it's a good point. It's a good point. What do you think? Wrap it up. I think so, yeah. And if you guys feel that we didn't cover every angle here, by all means, let us know. Um, We think this is pretty important to dispel this whole Uh, rumor because it's... Absolutely. Despite this day and age, you know, it's 2019, the internet's out there, that rumor persists somehow, and we want to make sure that we uh, try to set the record straight. So Absolutely. All right, what do you think? I think we're good. All right. Well, we're going to shut this down. For the Freemason Podcast, I'm your host, Right Worship Brother George Marjorie, signing off. Worship Brother Ken, signing off. Have a good night, everyone. Good night.